for protection, healing, and purification, fennel helps without a question. Grow some fennel outside your home to keep the evil from near you to roam. Wear a bit in your left shoe to keep a wood tick from biting you. Carry in your pocket to keep bad vibes away or eat to keep the gas at bay. For nursing mothers, this herb is of use. Eat some fennel to produce that milky juice. Drink fennel tea for your appetite. Whether full or famished, fennel suits you right. Greetings! Welcome back to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally, debatably, extremely unfunny podcast about mysticism, spirituality, and magic. On this season of A Thousand Serious Moves, we're going through the magical and practical uses of herbs and spices with the occasional bonus episode in between. Thank you for tuning back in. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. If you're old to this podcast, remember, it's always useful to be of service. So share with your friends, write a review on iTunes. Or if you'd like to support this podcast in further ways, you can purchase some art from my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Henael777, that's H-A-N-A-E-L-777. Pretty soon, there will be expanded items in the shop. Right now, I do have a couple of magical items. I have some Florida water I made, but I have some oils that I'm going to be adding to the shop as well, some magical anointing oils. If you would like to get those oils in the meantime, before they're up on the Etsy shop, you can email me or you can actually, if you're in Marfa, you can stop by Ocotillo Botanica, which is where I work, and purchase some there. I also have some baths that are for sale, um, an Aphrodite's Sacred Love Bath, as well as an Evil Eye Bath. And I can also custom make you a bath. So if there's particular situation in your life that you need help with, whether it's to draw in abundance or spiritual cleansing or to unjinx you or if you feel like someone's put some bad juju on me, on me, on you, <laughs> then you can email me at htxoracle at gmail.com and we can discuss. I've been expanding beyond doing tarot readings. Higher Power has opened up doors and opportunities for me to be able to do magical workings for people here in the community and even outside the community. So if there's anything that you might need help with, feel free to email me and we can set up a time to chat. Um, whether it's love issues or needing to find inner, inner peace or you want to know how to bless your house or you need protection from a neighbor or protection from gossip, um, you can email me. And if you're in Marfa, you can also just stop by Ocotillo. Um, and then finally, in terms of services, if you're in Marfa, this Friday on July 
2022. I will be reading tarot in person at Corte del Norte behind Pari Avar and Jeff Gallery. We're doing a marketplace out there, so I'm going to be doing in-person readings. So come on by if you're in Marfa and get yourself a tarot reading. So mysterious. I'll be wearing a turban and everything. Um, okay, that's enough with the promo. I was trying to read my own tea leaves the other day. I was like, that's a cool form of divination. It's like super like, like that's cooler than reading tarot, right? It's like being able to read tea leaves. So I was staring into the remnants of my tea leaves the other day and I got nothing. <laughs> I was like, uh, I think if I did it long enough and I also I have my godmother, I have a godmother now. Um, like a spiritual godmother who's guiding, helping guide me in this path. Um, she was saying something about like helping me to clear out, keep my third eye clean. So maybe my third eye was a little uh, clogged that day. So it was harder for me to see what was in the tea leaves. Um, there's lots of different forms of divination is what it's called. So even astrology is a form of divination, tarot, reading tea leaves, uh, palm reading, um, these and more, throat casting bones, reading bones, reading runes, like reading stones. Uh, these are all forms of channeling a message or perhaps like understanding the future. And there's, there is an element of interpretation to it. I think, you know, divination is a skill and it's also a gift. And so it does require practice, like I know when I found out that I was good at divination, it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just reading what they tell, what the stones are telling me based on the interpretations. Um, so it's something that anybody can do. Like anybody can get a tarot deck and be like, what's my card of the day, right? Um, you know, a more professional diviner can just kind of help give like a broader picture, a broader overview. And there's just some things that, um, it's good to get an outside perspective on, like even myself, I, I like to get readings from other people occasionally to help me look at situations that might be too close for me to look at. Um, and then I, of course, understand when people are like, I don't want a reading, <laughs> like I don't want to know. And I understand that too. Um, but there's also like a maturity and, um, really being able to take the medicine. And oftentimes things, the tarot tells us what we kind of already know, but there's a medicinal quality to it that like once it's shed to the light, then we can know how to navigate the situation. And so it's not just like, you're gonna die or like, you're gonna lose your job. It's that like having that information can actually help us to navigate okay so if I know that this job situation isn't going to work out in six months what can I do to go ahead and start planning otherwise like preparing my resume or starting to think about other sources of income or knowing that uh, not necessarily knowing that you're going to die because if the death card comes up it can be there's a lot we go through lots of different processes of death and rebirth all the time even every night when we go to sleep that's we go into the underworld and then in the morning we arise again because we are the sun and so we are reborn every day. And that was a really nice reminder for me on Monday morning 
because I had had a, a rough few days starting on Thursday and like things were okay and then it was just like on Sunday some of that like some of that just like negative junk kind of was like coming up you know and I was like it was really created in my own head where because it's like I've done the ritual baths I've done the purifications so what is it that like I've done I'm being of service to other people like what is it it's like oh that's just like the inclination of the mind and that's why meditation is really good because it helps to break us out of those thought patterns and so I was falling asleep to a meeting on Sunday night uh, a 12-step meeting many of y'all know that I am an anonymous member of an anonymous 12-step group or two or so and so there's 24-7 meetings that run online like if you're ever interested you can just google like 12-step meetings, virtual, you know, um, and then some of the bigger programs have 24-7 meetings that just run constantly. So I I was listening to that on Sunday night as I was falling asleep, just to like be feeding my spirit rather than depleting it. And so I heard somebody say as I was falling asleep, they said, it gets better. It gets better. And that was my lullaby for the night on Sunday. It gets better. And I, of course, I'm speaking for my own self and that, you know, that, that hope muscle of practicing that if I'm, if I'm doing the work of healing, of being of service, of connecting with my higher power, prayer and meditation or spending time in nature or whatever it is that connects me to that higher vibrational source then I know that things are going to get better and obviously when one is going through a process of refinement life will still present challenges along the way in order that we may learn and grow in order to help other people through our experience because I find it's much more useful in terms of helping other people when I share my experience rather than trying to tell someone else what they should do right I can only speak from my experience because I don't know what the other person should do. And in fact, many times when I've tried to tell other people what to do or change or fix other people, oftentimes I end up causing myself harm because I'm depleting my energy and then I'm robbing the other person of the autonomy and the personal strength that they develop as they learn these lessons on their own because everybody has their own spirit guides and higher power and is on their own mission and if yes somebody comes to me and says hey could you make me a purification bath for clarity hey could you uh help unjinx my money hey could you help me to attract more friendship you know yes then i can be of service when people ask and that's like the beauty of being able to like be open and receptive to when people come to me for help versus Um, what I used to do, which was think that, um, I knew things out of arrogance and ego to try to like prove 
And so it's like I continue to do the work on myself. I continue to do the work on myself. And then if I'm given the blessing to be able to help somebody else, then that's great. Um, But as always, I ought to keep my cup full before I can give to others. So another thing that's going on here switching gears or not is uh there's been a lot of flies it's like fly season in marfa it hadn't been too bad and then uh, now i'm like feeling like i need to make a joke but i don't have one off the cuff so uh insert joke here all right and now i'm remembering like when i did comedy comedy it's a really good chameleon. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, oh, that's actually, that's actually like really smart and really good. So when I was a, when I was a famous chameleon, um, it was like the default, like dick joke, right? But I'm better than that, you know, or am I? I mean, is there anything wrong with a dick joke? Not inherently. Um, I think what it is, is that it's like, can I be more clever than a dick joke? But some of my best jokes were dick jokes. So instead of telling one, I'm just going to muse over them. I'm going to philosophize over the dick jokes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's a German chick who loves dick. Um and there's your poem for the day. So it's been fly season here in Marfa. And um, I'll tell a backstory. So when I was living in East Texas, 2020, um, and I was moving in, you know, it's like I was in the woods, right? So it's like bug city. It's like I was on, I was in their territory for sure. So I'd like left the back door open and I'm like moving stuff in and out. And then I'm, oh yeah, I'm on LSD. <laughs> it's like, obviously it's like before I got clean, it's like, you could just assume that every story I told you from before 2021, that you could just assume I was on something, S- especially probably LSD for sure. Weed. Um, and yeah, sometimes mushrooms, Adderall. Now I'm just listing drugs. Okay, so so I was on LSD and I'm like, have my back door open. And um, then all these flies are coming in and out. And I'm like listening to whatever, like Dreamville was Earth Gang with J. Cole. Like that album I was still jamming like a year later, 2020. I know it came out in, 20, in 2019. So, but I was like jamming that shit. And, um, and then I noticed like the flies seem like they're like taunting me and they're like dancing to the music and they're like fucking to the music and part of my language, but like, who cares? Um, so they're like effing to this music. Right. And, um, I'm like these effing flies because I wasn't wanting to kill them, you know, because I was thinking, like, shouldn't I just be able to command them to leave? Like, get the fuck out, right? Like, you would think 
that like with a certain amount of authority that you could just tell them like do you you know I'm gonna kill you if you stay in here so just leave like do you want to die you know and maybe they do like maybe that's like a noble death maybe they're like martyrs or whatever they're like I died for the cause of of causing her annoyance and distress like that's like the job they're they're like um they get like 50,000 virgin flies when they die if they die under a fly swatter from annoying a person so so I like go to Dollar General you know it's like Go to Dollar General, get myself a fly swatter for two ninety nine. It's green and it's in the shape of a frog, which is fucking dope. And like, can you imagine whose job it is to design fly swatters? Like, wouldn't that be a dope job? Like that. Oh man, what else would be good? Like a fly, or like a frog, fly swatter. There's some. Oh, you could do so much with that. Anyway, so I got this, like, dope green fly swatter that's, like, in the shape of a frog. And, uh, you know, just start, like, swatting the flies. And then it's, like, it's gross because, like, every time you swat a fly, then it's, like, ideally, you know, if you're trying to keep (laughs) ritually pure, which, yes, I was, like, doing acid and trying to maintain some level of, like, good vibes, right? Like, so it's, like, every fly that I swat, I'm, like, praying over not really it was like you know cleaning up after right it's like you don't want like the goo on the wall like that's bad vibes not great vibes so anyway so I uh right is that the point of that story I have notes here flies LSD oh right yeah so anyway so I had established at that point that I was okay. <laughs> this is a great story. I had established at that point that like, you know, sometimes you have to be master of the domain, right? Like even if you like try to be like nice and chill, that's like sometimes you just got to swat a bitch, you know, and uh, not actually like not people. I don't think maybe if you're like a MMA fighter, if there's like rules of engagement, right? That's like, but um, I don't mean like every once in a while you just need to slap a person who deserves it. Like that's not chill because um, that's a person. That's not a fly. That's like so. It's just my personal philosophy and ethics, which is amazing that I even have a personal ethics and like some kind of moral code is like emerging from me now that I'm clean. Because before I'm pretty sure I didn't really stand for anything I was like yeah maybe sometimes you need to slap a bitch and now I'm like "Mm, maybe not actually uh like that's not cool so but I do have come to believe that swatting flies is okay so so anyway so it's fly season here in Marfa and uh I keep my door open because it opens to a courtyard. That way, Toops, my dog, Toopy Too, shout out, Angel Baby. That way he can go in and out and, like, you know, he's, like, free. He's, like, a free-range dog. And, uh, and you know, sometimes flies will, like, come in and then they'll, like, leave and it's, like, not a big deal. But just 
like on Sunday or Monday. It was like over the weekend, suddenly then there's like fly city, like trying to come in here and establish domain, you know? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like there were too many, you know, a couple I can deal with, they come in and out, like, but when they're, but when they're fucking on my herb shelf, you know, when they're like, huddled around the curtain you know it's like when they're like I'm trying to meditate and they're like intentionally landing on me it's like of all the places in this entire room and a half and a bath you choose to land on my nose while I'm trying to meditate about smiling or whatever you know and uh so to me the fly is sinister. Like, that's not a fucking joke. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> it's like you're telling, that's not unintentional. That's very much like trying to fuck with me, you know? And I'm like, this is my house, bitch. Like, you know, be, you know, I don't want to say, not be, because I we like bees here at A Thousand Serious Moves. Um, You know, I can say bitch, right? Like, fuck, dude. So anyway, so I'm, so it gets personal and I like pull out, you know, the old trusty frog fly swatter and I just like start going to town, you know, and I'm like, I'm like cursing the flies, you know, as if they're not already cursed. Right. And not feeling like too bad about it. And like, this is my method is I have Florida water in a spray bottle. So it's like every time I like swat a fly, then I spray the area and wipe it down with the Florida water. If you don't, which I do have for sale, which I mentioned, if you don't know what Florida water is, it's like a floral water um, that can be used for cleansing. It can be used as a cologne, um, usually made with like flowers and herbs, um, cinnamon, Palo Santo, different people make Florida water in different ways, but it's an alcohol based cologne that often has like a little bit of holy water in it. So it can, it helps physically clean and also spiritually clean and raise those vibrations. So, and to attract good, they say that Florida water can help relieve a headache. If you like dab some on a rag and like dab your head with it. Um, so anyway, after I swat and kill a fly, then I go and I like just spray some Florida water on that area of the wall and wipe it down. So then later on Sunday evening, I'm talking to David Sleeper, who some of you will remember from previous episodes of the podcast. I interviewed him. He's a dog whisperer, mule trainer, you know, the type of person that you would ask, like, what type of spider is this? You know, just like one of those people, um, you know, older gentleman and like nature guy or whatever. And so, so I start talking to him about the flies and, uh, and he agrees, you know, that it's okay to kill a fly because it's like, because they get territorial, you know, all of a sudden they try to like establish ownership of the place. And so it's like, we have to kill them to establish that like, no, this is my space. Like, that's okay. Like, I believe today that it's okay to establish ownership of my space. And like, I often use the metaphor of like the king and the kingdom, right? Like, you know, the king's not just going to let a jester come, like, sit on his throne and, like, put his dirty boots up on his, like, bed and, like, fuck his wife, you know? And it's like, I know that's, like, an extreme example when I'm talking about flies, but I think there is something to, like, 
for me, the value of learning to like establish my domain and be fully self-supporting, autonomous, like setting clear boundaries, whether it's with the fly or some like metaphorical fly or like if someone's not treating me in a way that um, feels right, you know, it's like Oprah, right? Like Oprah teaches us. (laughs) It's like we teach people how to treat us, right? So we have to set, I have to set clear boundaries of what's appropriate. And if somebody's doing something that doesn't make me feel right, then I have to, I have to take responsibility, right? So it's not necessarily about trying to change the other person and say like, don't do that. But just saying like you opening up a conversation, right? And being like, this is what's acceptable to me. And so, and then setting clear by those boundaries for myself. And then what's cool about boundaries that I've learned in a 12-step fellowship is that like boundaries can be movable, right? Like it's not like a wall. It's like we can kind of like move the boundaries accordingly, but it is important for me to establish this is my space to the fly. (laughs) These are my boundaries, like no flies or if you're going to fly around like minimal and like leave me alone. Otherwise I will grab the sweater and I will kill you, you know, and you know, maybe they get their 5,000, 50,000 virgin flies at the end. And you know, that's none of my business. Um, what is my business is trying to maintain peace, serenity, and like a pretty well-tuned, balanced space for me to live in. I mean, it's like, if I'm gonna live in a space, why would I invite in chaos? It's like, there were times, I know it's like I'm talking about the flies, but also not, right? Like, it's also like more than the flies. It's like the flies are not becoming a metaphor. It's like, you know, I've, I've put a lot of work into, you know, going to therapy or like personal development or, you know, discipline or maintaining a certain level of serenity and peace in my life. And so why would I allow chaos into my life? And, you know, maybe a certain amount of chaos or some, you know, it's like, you know, I get to decide, right? Um, but if I start to feel uneasy, um, it's important for me to um, clean up my side of the road, look at my part in the situation and say, what can I do? What do I need to do to rebalance and like reestablish um, that this path that I'm on? And to remember that like sometimes we get thrown off, like, you know, sometimes we're going to just have rough days and sometimes we're going to be faced with challenges that are really challenging and we might not ace the test. Sometimes we might get a B or a C or need to like take the class over again. And that's okay too, you know, and that's part of the lesson too, of remembering to just get back up and like keep going, you know, and then if I need to ask for help, whether it's from wise counsel or a tarot reader or a spiritual root worker or higher power that you might choose to call God or goddess or guardian angel or ancestors or talk to a tree, like to get back in that place of alignment. Um, 
that's something that I, you know, and regularly reminding myself of, of just, just keep going, you know, and just keep, just stay in the solution, right? Like on Sunday when I was having a rough day, it was like, it was not until I was falling asleep and somebody says, gave me that hope shot of like, it gets better. It was like, but I, I made sure all day on Sunday to just keep trying to like find the solution. And sometimes it feels really, really difficult. Maybe sometimes it can be perceived as really, really difficult to sit down and meditate when really it's like there's actually no thing there. There's actually no barrier there. It's like all I have to do is literally just press play on my phone and like, I, you know, just like turn on the meditation. Um, so, but I give myself grace. Like I know that my, my higher power gives me grace and sometimes resting in that grace is enough. And then sometimes miraculously finding the power to like actually do the thing. It's like, that's a miracle. And like reveling in the miracle of like doing anything, especially now, like, especially during this is apocalypse, the apocalypse, like the end of the world or the, you know, destructive tide when like there seems to be like no creative energy that's like flowing naturally. It's like, it's a miracle that I was able to pick up this microphone and record this episode of this podcast. Like glory be to the highest, like all praise and honor and glory to God, like truly that I could do anything And that I would do as much as I do is truly like God working through me. Like in the Bible, I think it's Paul who says like, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And it's like that Christ nature beyond what we've been taught. It means is like, that's the divinity. Like that's the redemption. That's the divine light within us, like awakened, like all of the elements coming together to reveal the Holy Spirit that abides within us and that we awaken and that lives through us. And so it's not me who's doing any of this, right? It's like, give the glory to God so that the haters can't hate me, right? It's like, nobody can hate me. (laughs) It's like, that's generalization, but it's like something like, people can't be jealous if I'm giving the glory to God. People can't be jealous if I'm in a place of humility. It's like, because I'm not, I'm not boasting from that place of ego, right? And so like, it's a good place for me to be at. And it's actually the right and the righteous path and way for me to be, to say all glory and honor to the highest. That's, it's no longer I who live but the divine who moves through me and that divine force that moves, lives and breathes through me. So too lives, breathes and moves through you. And so if you're new to this podcast, if you're new to this path, like welcome, awaken, shine brightly, all blessings unto you brothers and sisters sacred and divine like may the divine light shine upon in and through you and abide with you always all is well baby like all is well like 
God is with you, if God is with you, who can be against you? If God is for me, who can be against? If God provides for the birds of the air and the lilies of the valley, how much more will you be provided for, O ye of little faith? And it is not a God out there. It's the God within. It's the God within, around, above, and below. There is nothing hidden from its heat. Divinity flows through everything. And how much even more so you. And remembering that you are not the God of ruling over everything but that you're a part of it so it's not this place of like I dominate and I am God and like it's remembering that we are that like it's we right it's not just I it's like we so that as I treat myself so I treat you as I treat you, so I treat myself, right? Like it says in scripture, that's like, as you do to even the least of these, so you do unto me. How you do anything is how you do everything. So we are that and how we treat one another is how we treat the divine. Does that make sense? <clears throat> I was going to talk about making amends. I was also going to talk about mushrooms. <laughs> Let's do. All right, let me take a sip of my fennel tea. Okay. So I was going back to the story of like, yeah, I was on LSD in East Texas while flies are fucking to the tune of Earth Gang and J. Cole. And, uh, you know, my, my current partner i'm in a relationship i'm in many relationships but i'm in a relationship if you know what i mean and uh they were like he was like he's like what story how can you tell me that like you weren't on drugs so it's like yeah it's a good point like so i was uh we were talking this morning about like graveyards and how like even when i was i was like on mushrooms one like going through for a Sunday drive through like the the lumber capital of Texas and just like driving in and out of these forests and I come across this like old cemetery and even just like driving outside the cemetery I didn't even go in the cemetery and I could feel like the spirits like chasing me they were like fucking with me so um you know word to the wise like Unless you have business in a cemetery, like, probably don't just, like, go fucking around in them. Like, oh, and also, like, I guess they say, like, make an offering if you're entering a cemetery. Now I'm giving cemetery advice after talking about, like, being on mushrooms. <laughs> like, it's like, now, but to get serious. It's like, this is one of the thousand serious moves is that, like, if you do go into a cemetery... Like, leave, like, three pennies at the gate. Like, make your business known to the gatekeeper of the cemetery. And usually the gatekeeper, it's, it's a spirit, not just, like, a person. Uh, it's usually, like, the first person who was buried at the cemetery. And, um, but you can uh, leave 
some change out and then like make your business known. If you have family ancestors in the cemetery, it makes perfect sense for you to be there. If you're there just like wandering around, I don't know, like, you know, you could ask the spirits of the cemetery, like, is it cool if I just like wander around here and like look at graves? Like, can I take a photo? You know, it's like ask and then feel out what that answer is. And any work that you do, like if you're taking graveyard dirt, for sure, ask permission and uh, leave an offering. They say it's, but really, I mean, you know, I'm not one to give advice anymore, as I was saying. But, you know, if you're going to do it, definitely be respectful and make offerings. Ask permission. And then when you get home, probably take a ritual bath. Um, which if you don't know what that is, at least like salt water, like at least throw some salt in your bath, like maybe some lemon, or you can always email me and I can help you with that. Oracle at gmail.com. <clears throat> so there's your cemetery advice or suggestion. And uh, last thing I was going to talk about before we get to our herb of the day, which is fennel. And uh, I was going to talk about making amends because that's where I'm at. Um, Twelve steps. Step nine. Um, may direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So I'm in the process of going through and making amends to people that I've harmed. Yeah. Which is trip. And I guess it's like making direct amends, which would be like calling someone being like, I am sorry that I cheated on you. I'm sorry that I stole from you. Um, you know, is there anything I can do to right the situation? But there's also like other aspects that's like, except when to do so would injure them, right? So there's certain times where it's like we learn to make amends to people that we've harmed um, that might not involve like directly contacting them because that would cause harm. And so it might be like, um, writing a letter and then burning it or, uh, a living amends, which would be like just never doing that again. Or, um, here's an example is that when I was really young, like four years old, like three or four years old, and I would go to church, my and be like in the like Sunday school or Mother's Day out and uh, I would steal pink crayons because pink was my favorite color and reflecting back like seeing that that fear that scarcity mindset that trauma that had already set in at that young age of like that fear that there wasn't going to be enough and that I wasn't going to be provided for and so I needed to steal this thing So that was like a huge realization for me actually today is when I realized that that was what that was. It's like, oh, even back then, like believing in scarcity, like being in that place of fear, like not believing that I was going to have as many pink crayons as I wanted, that there would always be pink crayons available to me. And then so I was talking to my sponsor about like, how do I make amends? Like, should I like, you know, send some crayons to the church, like buy some crayons for the church. And then I was thinking about that circle of how it's like, 
making the amends by buying crayons and donating them back to the church is actually like me providing those crayons for myself. Like providing, like who provided those crayons, right? Like, and making that amends is like, it's making the amends to the church and it's also like making the amends to myself. It feels like this like circle of like coming back together where it's actually like, I'm the one who's providing the pink crayons for myself now. And even back then, it's like I am provided for and I am the one who's providing for myself. With the grace and the help of the higher power, good angels and spirits, ancestors. The interconnectedness. I recognize the value of seeking wise counsel. And truly realizing that King Solomon was right. It's like, what could be more valuable than wisdom? Of course, he did say in Ecclesiastes, it's like, with much wisdom comes much sorrow. But doesn't wisdom reveal that the sorrow and the joy are the same. This is the beauty of life. The recognition that everything is the face of God. Well, that seems like a good transition point to talking about fennel. Fennel is also the face of God. Not God per se. I wouldn't exactly worship fennel. But all things do work in service. So, <clears throat> I'm not a doctor, obviously. I don't know why that would be obvious unless you had already listened to this podcast. It actually is very obvious that I am a doctor. So, maybe I should say, like, it might not be obvious to you, but I'm actually not a doctor. So, not so obviously, I'm not a doctor. Um, so this isn't doctor advice. And I have to say that because of institutions that inhibit our freedom and um, that shall soon one day be disassembled. Fennel is useful for a few things. Many things, in fact. From... Herbally Yours by Penny C. Royale, we find that fennel was used in the olden times to improve eyesight. It is used in a tea for colic in babies. It normalizes the appetite, increases or decreases as needed, and fennel helps to increase milk for nursing mothers. So that's useful. It helps normalize your appetite. So if you don't know if you're hungry or or full, you know, drink some fennel tea or, I mean, do what I do and just take a spoonful, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm working on self-care. It's like sometimes it's like, why not just like take 10 minutes and make a tea instead of just like eating a mouthful of straight up dried fennel? 
<clears throat> one day at a time. It also says that fennel is good for bedwetting. So, like, maybe if your husband's, like, been bedding, bedding the wet lately, then you could, like, give him some fennel tea beforehand. It seems like you wouldn't want to give him tea before sleep. So, maybe just, like, put some fennel in his f- dessert or whatever. Or her dessert. Maybe your husband is a she. So, um, also, like, really good for digestion and gas. So, like, if you're on a date, like, or you're going on a date and, like, you are, like, gassy and you, like, don't want to be gassing around your partner, then, like, have some fennel put in your food or make a tea. Or maybe if your partner's, like, super into gassing, then, like, you don't have fennel. So, you know, some people are into that. It's also good for nervous disorders. If you have morning sickness... So I guess that means like if you're pregnant and you're sick in the morning, then fennel would be good for that. So gas, normalizing your appetite, nervous disorders, lactation, eyesight. There's a bunch. Like those are kind of vitality. That's nice. Sinus. I mean, there's so many migraines. Like, but how are you going to remember this? Right. So I'm trying to like give you things that you're going to remember from fennel so like gas like if you're gassy have some fennel if your husband's wetting the bed some fennel um if you're pregnant morning sickness also good for like nursing mothers so fennel seems like it's great if you're like with baby or like have baby so and then also your appetite and then magically speaking fennel also as like most herbs seem to be, is like good for protection, right? So associated with mercury um, because it's like adaptable, which is interesting. Um, Protection, healing, and purification. So uh, magical uses grown around the home, fennel confers protection. Wearing a piece of fennel in the left shoe will prevent wood ticks from biting your legs. Did you know the CIA invented uh, Lyme disease? Um, Fennel is also hung up at windows and doors to ward off evil spirits, and the seeds can be carried for the same reason. Fennel is used in purification sachets, as well as healing mixtures. So protection, healing, and purification. Fennel is a good friend indeed. And as always, when we're working with any plant or root or stone we always want to speak our intention over it so if let's say you do have fennel seeds and um you want to use them for protection and so you would ask you would tell the fennel seeds you'd say be turned from material to spiritual so that you may protect me and then you put it in your pocket right or like you're going on the hike and you want to be protected from getting bitten by ticks then you would speak to the fennel and you'd say please protect me from getting bit by ticks protect me from evil you speak the words of intention over them so that you're attuning them to your intention and vibration and i'd say even if you're going to use the fennel for your body medicinally like maybe even speak a blessing over the tea and say be activated to produce milk for me to produce for my baby or Bless this fennel to keep my husband from wetting the bed, etc., etc. And with that, we shall conclude with our poem as we 
received at the beginning. And uh, yeah, come come out on Friday uh, if you're in Marfa to get a tarot reading. Um, check out the links in the show notes for my email address or if you want to purchase any art or um, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, blessings upon you, brothers and sisters. Um, may the light of the divine ever and always shine on in and through you. And here now is our poem for Fennel. For protection, healing, and purification, fennel helps without a question. Grow some fennel outside your home to keep the evil from near you to roam. Wear a bit in your left shoe to keep a wood tick from biting you. Carry in your pocket to keep bad vibes away or eat to keep the gas at bay. For nursing mothers, this herb is of use. Eat some fennel to produce that milky juice. Drink fennel tea for your appetite. Whether full or famished, fennel suits you right.